All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Gutman. And Martha. Hey, look, Martha, here we go again. We are back again. It's another time. Hey. Yep. So, look, let's... I can't waste any time. Let's get right into this episode tonight because we're doing a follow-up on last week's episode of our family networking. Right. So we have a guest. We have Pastor James Daniels with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And we want to give Pastor James Daniels an opportunity to participate in this conversation as well. Pastor Daniels, go ahead and shout out for everybody to hear you. Hey, this is Pastor James Daniel, pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church located in Ballou, Alabama. And I'm in, I'm, I'm joyed to be a part of this podcast to discuss a very important subject, family networking. Yeah. Well, you know, last week we got into this thing of defining family tree. And for the first time, I was put in a situation to define how I see a family tree. And I said, maybe our disconnect. It's not looking at it the way we should. And I came up with family networking and ran it by Martha. Martha jumped up and said, you're thinking straight. (laughs) Okay. So uh, when we did that, we decided to look at what is causing the African-American community to break down, what's possibly affecting the black communities. And from that episode came a lot of feedback, a lot of questions, And it generated a lot of things. And as I listened to the episode several times, I ended up having questions of my own about what we need to talk about next. So Mm -hmm. what I would like for the three of us to do tonight is to kind of explore this a little bit more. After you finish listening to the episode, what thoughts went through your mind? You know, what things do you feel we should have expanded on? How does this connect to something else? So I want to keep this introduction short. I want to move right into it. And I would like to know what are your thoughts, you know, concerning last week's episode and how we're expanding that conversation to tonight. So I'm passing it on to Martha. I'm going to send you out first. Okay. And it's a free you for know, all I thought now. about a lot. I, I listen. I thought about a lot uh, since we discussed last week, mm-hmm. and I realized that part of our family networking, I think the breakdown was the loss of the seniors or the elders in our families, mm-hmm. because when we came, grew up, you and I, and I, I'm sure Pastor James, when we all grew up, mm-hmm. those elders were the glue that held that network together. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who held the information, and they were the ones that guided us. And they were the ones that made sure that we came together in those family reunions. Right. So I thought about the perfect word was networking because we didn't see it that way. We just saw it as gatherings, and we just saw it as a way for people to come together and catch up on things that we hadn't discussed and see people we hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think networking is something young people can gravi- gravitate towards. So, Pastor Daniels, what did you think about after you listened to it? Did anything cross your mind? Well, two things, uh, Frank, and I I sent both of you my comments. But, you know, as a pastor, as a spiritual leader, 
often try to look at things from a spiritual perspective. And the first thing that jumped out first was a community is a self-help project. Now you ask me, why did I say that? Because where I grew up, a community could take care of itself. Mm -hmm. You know who was the plumber, Mm -hmm. you know who was to fix whatever it is in the house, or or car so networking was knowing who in the community you needed to call in times of need and we have gotten away from that when i listened to the podcast the first thing is i said we have gotten so far away from the basics that nobody thinks they need anybody but when we i learned in this podcast that we're better together and and that's a strong statement when you look at it we're better together each of us doing our part to bring about what the community, what our family, people on our job. It, it, it's a broad subject. And reason why I said spiritually, because, Frank, when you first sent it to me, I first thought about family networking. I said Christ did family networking from a spiritual perspective. And I think I told you about the true vine. And I said, look at the true vine. He, he, Christ said, basically, if you're connected to me, you're able to do great things. But without me, you can do nothing. And the world has taken on that. Without other people, they can do nothing. They're limited. So I, I looked at it from that perspective, Frank. And if people will get a greater understanding, if they will connect with the right people, we can do great things. So there seems to be a need for this regeneration of grassroots. Our ancestors had had this thing down pat. The more yeah. I began to explore old school thoughts with Martha, with you, with other people, the more I began to explore old school thoughts and see this as a cultural educational program, mm-hmm. it becomes clear to me that our ancestors had it down pat. They understood it all. They understood networking because they were trying to survive. Right. That's true. mm -hmm. Frank, I think I would remind you that we've lost skills. Mm -hmm. Back in those days, we had people who were talented and skillful and they donated their their services to the community. Mm -hmm. Hey, we are more dependent upon outside people to do every basic task for us. Mm -hmm. We're not raising a a group of people that are self-sufficient anymore. And that's why it works so well, because the plumber, the the roofer, the the carpenter, all came from within your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You didn't pick up a phone and call some stranger because they got glowing reviews on, you know, at the internet, you knew that that person could do the job because they had done your neighbor's house yeah. or they had done the plumbing for your mother. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that talent anymore. And I looked at the fact that we always have to look to another person outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and people who look like us to do things for us. Mm-hmm. We don't have that trade anymore. We need to get back to being able to be self-sufficient as a community. So I agree with you. 
we could do self-help back then. Mm-hmm. Now we are so away, far away from being able to do self-help. Mm-hmm. And that's not true of other, other cultures. You look at any other culture, when they have a problem that they need to have something fixed, they call one of their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're the only culture that's calling everybody else. Right. They kept that money in their community. And that's what we used to do. We used to keep the money in our community. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So I think that's part of that networking could succeed because we were self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, we've moved away from that. And, and, and to tap on to what Martha is saying is, and this may hit home. The reason why I believe we have moved away from the self-help or, you know, or self-sufficiency, I'm talking not individually, but collectively, community, just think about this thought for a second. Back then, we had no Google. We had no Internet. We did things by party line or word of mouth. There was no cell phone, iPad, iPhone to connect you 24 hours. You knew what needed to be done and you knew the right people that you needed to do to get the job done. Whether it was selling fruit, whether it was selling vegetables or where if you needed something, uh, we knew how to get a hold of somebody just by and we didn't have a whole lot of cars back then and everybody didn't have a car so people travel by bicycles and and you know all these other ways so the, so the family networking was i know who i can call or get a get a word to say can you help me in this and more than likely they were saying yes where do i need to be and what time i need to be there but we have lost the art of connectability because of these uh, technology that have invaded our ranks that allow people to think they're dependent on their devices instead of dependent on one another. And here's the point I'm making. You got people inside their own houses texting each other when they only <laughs> yep. stairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, stairs, but you won't walk downstairs and say, can you fix me some of the food? <laughs> I'll t- whatever I want, then they fix it and text you back and say, come get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, that's the art I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only question I raised from that, and you're right, we have taken, taken technology to the extreme. Mm-hmm. But other cultures are also into technology, but they still maintain the use of their own communities for things. You can look at the Latin American community. You can look at the Asian community. They are technologically savvy, just like we are, more so. But they still, if they need something done, they have a network that they say, I'm going to call somebody that looks like me and speaks my language, and he's going to come fix whatever it is. So the question I have is, why does it work for them, but it doesn't work for us? You know, I think I think some part of that answer would be, you know, I even look at it within my own family, right? Everyone mm-hmm. is trying to make it. We're all trying to say, out of Maggie and Willie's children, we have reached this level of success, this level of independence. 
So you can go about things individually. Mm-hmm. You see, and it's and it's not because you don't want the other family members to succeed. You want to be able to show that I did it. You know, I mean, I'm the one who broke the curse. But then no one can work together. You know, you, you can't work together because each one of you are trying to do it individually. And I think that is what happens within the African-American community. Everyone well, is trying to, you know, so many people are trying to achieve success. It's just mm-hmm. you, want, you go about it in your own individual corral. And we don't open it up and say, let me bring you in. See, if you look at the other cultures, the other races, the other religions, they they have etched out their part of society. If you look at what is happening right now, you have the Hispanics that are responding to those jobs that we were talking about earlier, those blue-collar jobs, the plumbing, the, the carpentry, the masonry. They are they are controlling that, that part of the economy. Mm-hmm. You have the Jewish community. They are controlling whatever they are controlling. You have the Asian community that are known for all of the hair products that black folks want. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you say uh, nail and, and 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 nail polishing and and all of this kind of stuff, the Asian community has it. If you talk about who owns the Seven Eleven, if they still exist, or who owns the service station, then you have so you have so many groups who have etched out their part of society. It's just mm-hmm. that we have given up all of those things that we were able to do. So we, well, I think, we haven't asked out anything. Well, I think we used to do those things. We used to. We used to, we used to but I think what happens is, you know, products are not made here. And so what happens economically is that everything is made in China. Chinese have a connection, and their price is going to be lower. Mm-hmm. So you get undercut. And if you notice, whenever we supply something, the cost is greater. We, we don't recognize that you can still make money and you can still succeed with a price that's lower. We equate higher price with greater profit and less product. And maybe that's the wrong approach because mm-hmm. if you have a lower price, you'll sell more. So I think some of it is that we just don't have a good business savvy. You don't have a good business understanding. Right. And and I think that's where we got left behind because we came up against people who are merchant class people mm-hmm. that come from nothing but selling all their lives. Their whole family for four or five generations was selling. Mm. We were new to this. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance to sell until after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And even at that, we weren't trained at it. We didn't have experience at it, and we didn't excel at it. So I think some of it, yeah. we can have look at it differently and maybe do it differently. And networking is a way to get over that hurdle by teaching each other how to be better business people. Africans are some of the best business people on the face of the earth. Why? Because those markets in Africa, they know how to sell. There's one dynamic uh, mm-hmm. 
that I've learned over the years, uh, being in the military and just being a people person. Right. One dynamic that we, I say we, African-Americans, we hurt ourselves because we have what we call the crab mentality. And with this crab mentality, we won't help nobody else up. We want to drag them down uh, through envy, through pride. And we see that a lot in, in black businesses. You know, we won't support them. We'll go elsewhere uh, because people say, well, you know, the prices are lower over here. But they forget that, like we said earlier, Martha, you said, but you're putting money back in your community. That person over there is outside your community or you drive to Atlanta and spend all your money when you have people that do the same thing here in our local neighborhood. So those are the dynamics in networking that there's some fa- there's some failure in this networking because of things that have happened throughout the history that allow people to just venture out instead of supporting their own community. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think, Pastor James, that some of it is ego-driven? Well, that's why I said pride, because pride mm-hmm. yep. Yep. and envy, uh, and, 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 and like I said, I've seen it throughout the years. You know, you'll have, one. well, I'm not going to support his business, who he thinks he is or mm-hmm. who she thinks. Is. So I'm just saying, these are the dynamics we have to fight with uh, when it comes to trying to do things, you know, uh, but we'll support everybody else's business, but we won't support the person because either we grew up with them or we know them or we say, I know his family and I'm not buying anything from that family. So, but, you know, again, it's hurting us. It's hurting us. It's hurting us in a major way because, again, we talk about networking. We're talking about working together. But when we do things like that, we separate. We go our own way. And our community become dispersed instead of building. We become dispersed. And our children will leave and go other places instead of coming into the community. That's why. Have you ever looked at why when a child goes to school or go anywhere, they never come back home? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, they don't come back home because the jobs aren't home. Right. And they're going to school, but they're going to school for something that's completely unrelated to what can help your your neighborhood or your family. Okay, so let me let me let me kind of throw something at both of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you all both know that I focus a lot of my attention on the family tree, mm-hmm. Gene- mm-hmm. genealogy. And I apply genealogy to this breakdown in networking. I apply it to African-American history because I say Mm -hmm. this is the true way of saying how do we fit into the timelines of history. So when, when I listen to both of you talking and we are continuously talking about this family networking, Mm -hmm. you know, I am also looking at how we don't value relationships. We don't value the relationships. You know, I I just left a banquet where you had a mother who talked about losing both of her children. And hmm. because we don't do genealogy and we don't share information, we don't share family information, just think two rival gang members can eventually kill their own cousins. Right. 
and not know mm-hmm. it because there's no mm-hmm. mention of family history anymore. We're not talking about it. You're not visiting family, and you're finding out that you've had a cousin living next door to you or on the same street. Mm-hmm. But the breakdown has to fall somewhere within the family structure, mm-hmm. and that's the extended family. And that extended family extends all the way out to friends because friends sometimes falls into the fold of the family. Right. But right. we've lost so much. So I, I you know, I'm gonna let you all pick up on that and and and, and get your thoughts. Well, I, uh, if I can go first, here's what I shared on Saturday with the uh, with the young men, or some was older, that was really struggling because of drugs and other activities, right? Mm-hmm. So I shared with two young men. Uh, and I said, have you ever thought about uh, why we're losing our generation? Mm-hmm. He said, and he looked at me and I said, you know, we're supposed to carry on our generation. It's what you said, Frank, about genealogy. I said, you know, if a child leaves here, if a child get incarcerated for life, I said, did you know that generation is now cut off? Mm-hmm. He said, I never mm-hmm. thought of it like that. So what you're saying, Frank, we're killing gang members or whatever violence or whatever, or we're killing our own generation. We're killing our own family. And, mm-hmm. and so, and so, so, so eventually there ain't going to be nobody left behind to carry on the legacy that was supposed to be carried on. And so I, I see the dynamic about the, uh, the, you know, importance of networking. And we, and I said to him, I said, we got to get the word out to everybody. He said, why are we killing? Why are we doing this? We're better together. And that's why I came up with that slogan. We're better together. We, you know, we don't have to live on the streets. We can work a trade. We can do some other things, uh, you know, because this is important. And, and, and we got to get in the community to let people know there's got to be a better way than stealing, killing, crime and all of these things, which is taken away from our communities. OK, so, Martha, what do you have to say? Well, I agree with that. And I think, too, that we've gotten away from building trade schools. Hmm. You know, there was a time that you a young man in in high school Mm -hmm. would be given the opportunity to start learning a trade. We've put that down and we've thumbed our nose at learning a trade in lieu of saying, get a higher education, hit Mm -hmm. the books and become a brainiac. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we still need people to do the trades. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're facing is we need to go back to Everybody's not cut out for college or being a brainiac. We need to go back to building people who have solid trade skills that are marketable. Because those trade skills are marketable. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can, you can be your own business person if you know how to pl- have a plumbing degree or a license. You see, you mm-hmm. can be your own person if you have a carpentry skill. Mm-hmm. People still require that. And white people haven't gotten away from that. They still do trades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still do the carpentry. They still put on roofs. Mm-hmm. We could get into solar, adding solar panels mm-hmm. if we were skilled. Mm-hmm. And that's high paying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'd rather 
just stand around and wait for somebody to give us a thought. We've got to be able to think of things ourselves mm-hmm. and not be dependent upon someone always leading us. Hmm. We, used to, we used to be innovative, and I think in some circles we still are. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd like to see our children become more innovative. Mm-hmm. You know? okay. Yeah, I think that, that would work, and that's part of the networking. That's the job of networking that we have to do, to get them to see that there's a different way. Hmm. I agree. There's a there's a whole different ball of wax that we're dealing with. Right. We can do it if we put our mind to it. This mm-hmm. is not just about a conversation. We are actually no. talking about things that you can actually put into action. That's right. right. I mean, you can... It's up to us to say, I don't want to know this family member. It's up to us to say, I don't want to meet anybody new. That's something you can actually control. That's not right. something beyond your control. So we're not discussing things that are beyond your control. We can have an impact on this topic immediately. Right. Just by <laughs> accepting something and changing the way you, you're willing to do business. And that business... Right is about how do you communicate with others? How do you feel that you can share your skills and your knowledge with someone else and create an apprenticeship? You can do that. We can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but hey, look, we've reached that point. We've reached that point. (laughs) I think think we've reached that point that we have to stop and we have to pick it up again. We have to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how fast time flies when you're having fun. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to invite both of you back. We will okay. get a chance to listen to this again. We'll receive feedback again. But mm-hmm. as you receive the feedback, then let's come back and add, because we're definitely not finished with this topic. Right. Um, I don't think so. I agree. I, I agree. Okay, so... To our listeners, I want to thank you. I love you. To we Pastor you. Daniels and Martha, you know that I love you. Yes. Love you too, Goodbye. both of you. And mm-hmm. until next time. We're going to say to everybody. Be good. Good. <laughs>